together do a little quick mix there and just give you a taste of my music making and my voice <laughs> i'm just working on my singing skills i don't know you might love it you might hate it who knows yeah let it snow let it snow and boy did we have snow last week can i was talking about last week i apologized for not bringing you a podcast i want to bring you a podcast every week all right it wasn't for the lack of trying we were snowed in I say we were snowed in Rygate here in Rygate. We didn't have much snow, and but there was a lot of snow in central London. And I didn't know going into London last Wednesday, I didn't know whether I'd be able to get back in time to record my podcast. So I brought some of my mobile podcasting gear with me to the Riverside Racket Club there in Chiswick. They've got a boardroom there, and I sat down to do my podcasting in the boardroom and to no avail, i got to say, because the boardroom was very echoey and it had a nasty, dirty sound to it. And at home here, I have all of everything padded out and I've got my studio all nice and to my liking and giving me the sound that I want. I didn't want to record and then you guys have a, a different sounding thing. I wasn't happy with the sound when I listened back to it, so I abandoned that and in the... Meantime, what I did was just gave a little, because I was there anyway, and I put my hour or so aside to do this session, this recording session. So I just did a little chit-chat about um, the Riverside and the events that I had leading up to the Wednesday class that I did last Wednesday, a two-hour session, where people are coming up to me now and saying, why don't I do a 90-minute class? because they had such a good time. That's never going to happen, not in the Riverside on a permanent basis anyway. But hey, let's get on with the show. Boy, it was snowing last week and some real low temperatures. And you know why I'm bringing this show right about the snow? Because normally what <laughs> people in all different countries, particularly cold countries, you've got Iceland, you have Russia, you have Canada, so countries where they have severe cold temperatures, way colder than we have here in the UK. But we seem to have had this snow come in the UK and we can't manage it. You know, In England, Scotland and Wales, we don't tend to get that much snow on a grand scale of things, not compared to some of the countries I just mentioned. We might get three, four days. It's never more than two weeks anyway. And you think about two weeks of snow is nothing on the grand scale of things. Bearing in mind, 
we got 365 days in general. You know, I always thought that somebody who was born on a leap year on that day, February the 29th, think about it, birthday comes around every four years, man. <laughs> That's cold. I guess they would have to push it forward or backwards a day. Um, probably backwards. If they're born in February, they've got to keep it to February. You wouldn't want to be born in February and have your birthday in March. That's just weird. Yeah? Anyway, let's get back to what I'm talking about or what I want to talk about. The snow, man, the snow. Yeah, I woke up one morning to the media, LBC, a radio station in the UK, to be precise. And I call this scaremongering. Every broadcaster I was listening to that day was saying, don't go out. If you got to stay in, you should stay in. Don't go to school. Don't go to work. Don't go on a holiday. Don't go anywhere. Just stay indoors. And people were running down the supermarket, buying up stuff and stocking up like it was crazy, man. Anyone would think there was a world war going on. And I'll touch on that later on, the, the whole war thing. Because you know how much I like my history. You know, I just think this is irresponsible of the broadcasters. Look, I get what they're trying to do, and I totally understand that, talking about irresponsible, they want to be responsible and let people know it's dangerous out there and your car could be sliding into other people, you could slide into a pedestrian, you can get stranded and neither go backwards or forwards. You're just stuck in the weather and the elements of the weather look, right? If you step outside your house, there's a risk, yeah? So you need to know that, Everything you do is a risk. You get on a plane. People sometimes have queries about flying. They don't want to fly. But let me tell you this. The minute you get in your car, you stand more chance of having an accident than what people do when they fly. What, you don't want to fly because you're not in control of the airplane? It's ridiculous. Life has got to go on as normal. For real. You know how many schools they closed? It's appalling. I'm embarrassed that they closed so many schools. Now, <laughs> look, I don't remember staying at home because my school was closed back in the day when I used to go to school. Uh, we used to go to school, we used to make snowmen, throw the snowbars at people. Yeah, it was cold, but you just wear clothes according to the weather that's out there. You know, there's a saying that I picked up from a girl I used to date in the Lake District. Lake District is a place way up in the north of England. And her mother used to tell me, when I was shivering and complaining about the weather up there in the Lake District, she used to say, there's not such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. And I agreed with her. Over a period of time, I've come to really respect that saying. And it's with that mindset that I stock up with a whole load of skiing stuff here, despite the fact that I've never been skiing before in my life, and I don't intend to either. I was cold. I'm not going to deny it. I was really cold. The big bit of cold that hit me is when I was in my car, really. I was on my car, it's nice and warm, and I like to relax and kick off my shoes when I'm driving and be in the most comfortable position I can possibly be in when I'm driving. But when I got to get out of my car, once I had to park across the road to go to a shop and literally just to walk across the road, it must have been 14 below zero. It was crazily cold. We don't get this weather that often. So it doesn't make sense that the UK invests in so many bits of um, technology that a lot of these other countries invest in that have snow 
half the year. Yeah, so we only have it for the maximum of seven, eight days, two weeks at the most. But still, there's no reason for people to lock down. I have a friend. I have a friend. She said that she went to Epsom Downs to have a look out there. And I don't blame her. I've used to live in a place called Sutton and drive to Epsom Town Centre. And I used to go over Epsom Downs every day. And I once tweeted and said, I am the luckiest man alive because there is no one on earth that's got a prettier sight than what I'm seeing here right now when I have to take this journey to work every day. It was traffic free and the scenery was just beautiful. There's a part in Epsom when it's snowing, it looks amazing because you could look over the mountains and the sea, the London Eye, Big Ben and some of the other more famous landmarks in London. Gorgeous view. Anyway, so... This lady said to me, she went to Epsom Downs, took her children, and she said, it was so cold, she couldn't get out of the car. We survived the elements, just about survived the elements. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's one thing when I get in my car and I'm going to another centre, a person's house, whatever, and I know it's going to be warm there, or at least I'm going to be indoors. Always take my coat anyway, regardless. Even in the summer, I put my coat in the trunk of the car because you never know what's going to happen. car could let you down and you're out waiting for the service to come out and fix your vehicle and you're out in the cold and the temperature could change in the UK at any moment, even in the summer. If I go somewhere, I know I'm going to somebody's place or a centre and it's indoors, I'm okay with that. I don't need to wrap up so much. Put my coat in the car, but I don't need to wrap up any in any big way. But I'm taking my kids to Epsom Downs knowing that I'm going to get out of the car and enjoy the scenery. Hey man, ski boots, ski pants, ski top, ski gloves, balaclava, woolly hat, hood, coat. Man, I'm going to be so comfortable. I'm going to get out of the car, into that snow, into the 13 below zero, and enjoy every moment of it with my children as well because they're going to be all covered up in a similar kind of clothing also remember there's not such thing as bad weather just bad clothing if i know that i'm going to go outside i wear clothing to that effect i remember my son and i years ago and i only have one son and he's 28 be 28 soon crazy i can't keep saying this because 28 year old boy i used to run a club called the harrier center i used to running that with uh, my ombro, Dave Taylor. I was locking up and there was severe snow all over the place. And Jane was helping me as well. We just finished a party. We used to run some kids' parties there. And in locking up, we decided to put on our stuff. And even back then, that's how long I've had my ski stuff. And he had his ski stuff as well. So we put our stuff on. I just remember, I said, Jamin, I don't think I put on the internal alarm. So we had to take all the bolts out of the door and stuff. A bit of a task to get in and out of the building but we had to secure it because it was an area that's prone to vandalism when we were in that place and we had our ski stuff on because we just wanted to put the alarm on within seconds i'm telling you we were burning up my body was clammy with sweat i said jamin i gotta take this stuff off man and he goes well we only got to put it on again dad i said no i cannot i cannot be with this gear in this place even for a second so I just took off our top and stuff and then set the alarm and then had to put it on to go back out again. That gear is lethal. So if you go out in the cold with it, you're going to be fine. Wear the right stuff, right clothing for the right weather. And, you know, I've got a phrase called, and everyone knows this phrase, there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's not one way. You want to enjoy the weather, you have to find a way. 
don't just go on the one way. Why don't you go out into the cold? Because of this, that, and this, and that. So you change it. That's, that's what sensible people do. That's what people who are not insane do. They find a different way. So just bear that in mind with everything you do. Just a simple little advice. I think you know it already, but it's always nice hearing it again just to reset the neurons and reinforce the point. Priory Park is a park near us, the, my local park in Rygate here. I was passing there the other day and what a delightful sight. There must have been over a hundred, maybe 200 kids on sleighs, skis, snowboards, snowmen, having snow fights. It was a real delight to see. I wanted to get in there with them, but I was driving by, so that wasn't going to happen. I had to get to my destination. But I just thought I'd bring that to you because there's always a happy, happy time when it's snowing. No, I'd rather it not snow because I like the sunshine. But when it is snowing, it looks beautiful. Wear the right gear. Get out there. Have a good time. So the scaremongering is just unbelievable. I, I, I had to turn the radio off because listening to that was just not productive at all. And we all want to be productive, yeah? It's a productive show to help you all out there, make you... Um, reconsider and look at certain things in a different way, different light, and go through the low food fitness lifestyle mindset. Did I actually tell you that what this show is? No, I don't think I did. You're listening to Low Food Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. Yeah, and as I said, we concentrate on all things low food fitness, mind, body, and soul. Just for real, man. I don't even get what happened there. You see, I haven't done this podcast in over a week and I'm just thrown man I'm just thrown you know this is a happy podcast this is a happy we just love to be on top of the world here you know sometimes things ain't what you like them to be but between me and you all out there we just make each other feel great you know and that's life ain't that long at all and it's just being here and and breathing the air and seeing the, the beautiful snow out there last week, there's nothing now, but seeing it out there last week, it's, it's nice. And the, the snow just brings a nice, crisp freshness to the air. You don't get any smells in the snow. You know, in the summer, beer is hot and nice. You always get smells, man, smells of this and that. And the snow is good because it just refreshes everything, just cleans everything. When the snow's gone, the roads look a lot cleaner and fresh. It's all good, man. It's all good. Get out there. Get out there. Enjoy. You hear shows like what I was listening to, LBC, the radio station, putting a downer on things. Don't go out. Stay in. Doom and gloom. This is my opinion. Yeah? And listen to my opinion and listen good. You have to get out there. Don't listen to them. That is a load of baloney not getting out there. You got to try and go to work. You got to try and go to school. You got to try and get to that holiday, to the airport. Planes were still taking off. Somehow they got the planes off the ground. Listen, here's a motto, old Jamaican proverb. If you can't run, you walk. If you can't walk, you crawl. If you can't crawl, you shuffle. It means it doesn't matter how you get there. You just get there. Is that a tune? <laughs> I'm sure that's a tune. What tune is that? Okay, it come to me. It come to me later. But it sounds like a tune. Doesn't matter how you get there, but get there. But it's true. Doesn't matter. Just get there, man. When you get there, it'd be a good thing. Don't think about how you're gonna get back. Get there. When you're ready to come back, then you think about it. Because 
it could be worse when you get into work or you get into school. You might not be able to get back. Sleep at work. Sleep at school. What the heck? But you got there, right? You got to school. As I said, it's appalling that they're closing the schools. Incredible. Because I don't get that at all. In fact, I do. Because I asked a teacher, a school teacher, and she said, yeah, no, it's all well and good we open the schools and stuff, but a lot of teachers can't get in. Well, excuse the heck out of me. All learn together in the assembly. Do something, man. Improvise. I love my work, and I tend to work all the time because my work is my social. I've told you this before. But I'm not a workaholic. I know how to relax. I know how to have a good time. I'm not saying get into work at all costs because nothing should be done at all costs. There should always be a cost and a high price to pay for something. And sometimes that price may be too high. You know, you want to buy a house and you have a budget. You don't go and rob steel to buy that house. There is a limit. There's a roof. Excuse the pun. There is a cost. So you don't do things at all cost. But you've got to set where that cost is. These teachers and the schools are closed. I won't blame the teachers because teachers do a great job. I love teachers. And the schools are closing. But what happens to the parents? The parents go into work. You've got some people like myself and other people that I know that really have to go into work. And they've got to do the work for themselves. So they, they run a team and they have to get in. And you just close the school? What are you going to do with your kids, man? <laughs> you ain't going to do with your kids. It's just a, a knock-on effect. It's ridiculous. And when they stopped trains and a country came to a standstill for snow. Snow is a natural phenomenon. It doesn't kill people, man. You could eat snow. Crazy. Do you know what happens when you look out and you see the snow and it's thick? And you get into your car, and that's another thing, people driving in the snow. But you get into your car, and you say, hey, to yourself, i got to get to work, and I'm going to find a way to get to work. You get in your car, and you drive nice and slow, right? You're going to need extra time for braking, and you pull off real slow. If you're driving a manual transmission car, you start, you pull off in second gear. If you're driving an automatic transmission, then you need to put the car into snow mode. All automatic transmission cars should have snow mode. That's snow. S-N-O-W. Snow. You get in the car and you drive down the road to get to work. And eventually you get there after an hour or two hours, even three hours. It's a sense of gratitude. You feel hysteria. You feel beautiful. You know that feeling if you ever won a medal? Whether it be a big competition or just a little one at school. Back in the day when you were at school. Or if not, you haven't won a medal completing your exam, getting your exams for whatever it may be. If you're a fitness teacher, getting your exercise to music exam, graduating, that feeling of happiness, of achievement, of well-being, of you have a purpose on this earth, that is the feeling you get when you brave the elements and you get into work and you did it. You did it. It was all you, no one else. You took yourself up and you got to this I was reading about a doctor who walked 10 miles to get to his surgery in here in the UK. Walked 10 miles home to get home again. Not only that, would you believe he had an evening surgery. So he walked back again 10 miles in the snow and walked back home. He did 40 miles in a day walking. People can't even do four miles in the dry, much less in the snow. Take my hat off to that on, bro. Big. 
You know, in the UK, and I suspect in the US and half of the Western world as well, we've forgotten how to fight. And I'm talking figuratively speaking, really. We're not battling for stuff. We're not doing what that duck did. We're not digging deep and going that extra mile, that extra two miles, that extra three miles to gain that sense of satisfaction. Dig deeper. Go the extra yard. Help your bedroom. Help yourself. It's a beautiful thing like winning a medal and a trophy. It's a beautiful thing. Anyone who ever did their best never regretted it. If you want to be a master, and I'll cover master in a minute. In fact, let me just cover master now. If you want to be a master at something, you have to go that extra yard. You have to dig deep. You have to change your thought pattern. You've got to change your thinking. You must enjoy the journey. Results only come by doing what you don't normally do. You've got your results come by stepping out. Step out of the norm. Step out of the comfort. Step out of the relaxation. Yeah? Don't be a sheep. Be an individual. You're bigger than who you believe you are. You've got a massive heart inside you. Use it. Open it up. Step out. There will be snow again. And again and again and again. Don't use that as an excuse to stay at home. I spoke to a lady just yesterday and when her school closed, she was happy. Don't be happy because your school closed. Enjoy what you do. Your life revolves around what you do. 365 days in the year, your life revolves around your job. Be the person that loves life. If you don't like your job, you got to change it. Make the steps to change it. But don't wish this no so that everything shuts down and you could just stay at home and watch TV. <laughs> Ain't the way to live. you got a lot of heart, as I said. Use that heart. Live good. I understand that there could be health and safety issues going into work. Lord, I know that. There's health and safety issues whatever you do, wherever you go. I understand driving could be a bit daunting. You might slide into a parked car, slow your driving down, Google, read up all about keeping your car under control. In fact, most manufacturers have a manual guide how their own car reacts in snow. Read up on it. If you want to get to work, you've got to go the extra yard. If you want to get to school, you've got to go the extra yard. If you want to be better than the person that sits beside you, works beside you, you've got to go the extra yard. Can't stop telling you this. Yeah? I'm giving you some advice here. I'm a martial artist. And you all know this, karate, kung fu, kickboxing. And I love my kung fu more than all the others. Talking about that, right? Let me just dive into something for a minute. I was teaching a class the other day, um, a low-food fitness kickboxing class, Virgin Active Chiswick Park in Chiswick. Love that center. You may see me doing my workout videos and using that venue, Chiswick Park. It's the one with the beautiful background, the colors on the wall, black and white stripes on the wall. I had a, a man came in, and we get a lot of guys coming into that class because they promoted it badly. They've got it down as some testosterone kickboxing class, and it isn't. It's more a cardio kickboxing. Anyway, so I get these guys coming in. They've done karate, kickboxing, Thai boxing, Muay Thai, mixed martial arts, particularly the mixed martial arts thing. And they can't kick. They're as stiff as a board, and they want to throw their hands with all the power, and there's no substance there. I get this guy coming in. Oriental man, he looked like he's a Kung Fu guy. And I said, what do you do? Lo and behold, he's a Kung Fu guy. He does Wing Chun, 
I love the way he worked out. He was kicking and punching. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the timing was good. I was going to say the timing wasn't very good. He had struggled with the timing. No, he didn't struggle with the timing at all. He had the timing down to the money. But what I was going to say, I'm not there to big him up and boast him up because you're trying to create an image and that's not what the image is about. It's about his mindset and the mindset of a kung fu practitioner. The mindset of a kung fu practitioner is so different to the mindset of somebody who does mixed martial arts, kickboxing, and to a certain extent, karate. I've had kung fu practitioners in my class before, and I love the way they get on and just get into the kicks and the punches, and they understand what I'm doing. They understand where I'm going with this, and they appreciate it. Hats off to you, and give yourself a pat on the back, because I love you all out there. Right, so... We've got a martial arts competition coming up soon. We call it the Lofu Challenge. When all the Lofu boys and girls get together and we have a fighting competition. It's a competition fight, not fighting for real. We don't do that stuff, do we? We, we practice in the dojo and on the mats and in the boxing ring. We don't do it on the streets because that is not how we behave because we're all grown men and women and beautiful law-abiding citizens, children and stuff and... We just like to love and look after one another. And anything we do, we do it as a sport. And sport is healthy. And sport allows you to teach yourself and teach others. Oh, good, right? So we've got this competition coming up. So um, I'm going to do a little metaphor based on the competition here. And I want you all to listen good. Are you listening? Stay with me on this. I know we're going on a bit, but stay with me. Look, I haven't done a podcast in over a week, man. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, I've got to tell you this. All right. When you're fighting, your belt, whether you're a black belt, white belt, red belt, green belt, whatever belt you are, you're at the highest or the top, it doesn't matter. I don't match my students up by belt because this is not an indication on how the fight works out. Weight and height is much better. Height, um, sorry, weight more than height, I should say. Maybe a little bit of age as well if they're kids. But definitely the last category of matchup I would always consider is matching them up by belt. Why? A white belt or a yellow belt knows the same basic techniques as a black belt. First dan, second dan or even a third dan. They all know the same basic techniques. The difference is is that the black belt has been doing it longer, right? The white belt has not practiced enough as much as a black belt. So technically and sharpness, the black belt would be better. Yep. This is called mastery. Now, mastery is about mastering a particular, no matter what you do, whether you're a painter, whether you're into stocks and shares, whether you do spreadsheets, it doesn't matter. When you master something, it's a journey. It's not the end result. You're mastering, mastery, yeah, learning your trade. There are many black belts, so-called in inverted commas, masters, who actually revert back to their white. As a white belt, you're constantly mastering your art. As a black belt, you should also be constantly mastering your art. So when you put two people into fighting a competition, the belt is irrelevant because they both know the same amount of punches, they both know the same amount of kicks. The difference is the white belt just hasn't practiced enough to achieve the high technical standard as the black belt. But it doesn't mean to say the white belt cannot kick the black belt's butt because the white belt might have more intuitive fighting skills. Just 
by the sheer fact that his surroundings and background and environment might be one of such where he knows how to handle himself in that way. Yeah, I've met many good high grades that cannot fight their way over pay the bag in all honesty, not in a cohesive way. And I've met many white belts, show them a punch and a kick, they put that together and take you out. And this is why I match people up by weight more than anything else. Yeah, makes sense to you all? So if you're mastering something, you want to be a master at something, you want to be a master of what you do, it's a process. Enjoy the journey. The journey is called mastery. Mastering. Let me tell you this thing about master. I'm going to tell you this one thing, and I want you to listen and listen up. If you do your yellow belt, which yellow belt is the first belt you get. Well, the first belt you get is a white belt. And we just say, white belt is just to hold up your pants. <laughs> Because you just get given that. But the first belt you earn in lofu, kung fu, and kickboxing is your yellow belt. Everything you've done in that belt, given the fact that you've concentrated on those techniques, you would have mastered those. So you're a master of those particular techniques if you train hard enough. Each step you take, you're mastering. To use that phrase, that person is a master. A master of what? A master of is kickboxing style, a master of his kung fu style, because he's still learning, he's still mastering. Make sense to y'all? I'll cover this one day and make a little bit more out of this. But if you want to master something, you've got to go out and you've got to do it. You've got to get out into the snow. Now, I said I'd touch on a little history here and World War II. And, you know, I keep coming back to that era because my parents came to the UK shortly after that when, as I said in a previous podcast, all the men and Probably the women who had died off due to the war and they needed a workforce. And the um, West Indies, being British colony and all, invited them over to come over here and, and rightly so, man, because, you know, they enslaved us. So I think it was the least they could have done. But anyway, I'm not touching, I'm not getting onto that. The men, women, and children of that era, if they're alive now, they'll be looking in disgust. If they're dead, they'll be. Sh- turning in their graves because we've just become a namby-pamby state do you keep seeing those shows go to the british war museum here in in london and just look at what those kids used to do and when they went through and what people went through and the hardship and how they got through this and it's even happening now in other countries that are war strucken this is something that if these kids today or even a lot of the adults, were to survive in a war. They'll die, not even by the enemy's attack either. They'll die by their own stupid negligence. It's just toughness. They had tough kids back then. You see them playing in the bombs, particularly in the east end of London, when that place was blown to smithereens, and the kids were just playing around the rubble, with nails and bricks and bottles and stuff, and they wear your short pants all the time. The cold, it must have been snowing back then when they had no shelter and stuff. And the women, they still came out and they looked as beautiful as they could be, but they were tough as iron. And the men were even tougher. It's a time that I admire. I'm glad I wasn't living in that time. It must have been daunting and frightening. But I would have held my own. And I know that you all out there that are listening to the Low Food Fitness Lifestyle Podcast would have held your own also. Because we're making each other tough here, right? 
And each time I look at people, these so-called people that don't want to go out in the snow because it's snowing, a natural phenomenon, I think back to the good folks in World War II. And I may add that we owe them a debt of gratitude because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here, a lot of us. And this is why I believe some of them are turning in their grave. They're saying, did we fight to help you all for you to act the way you're acting now? Is this is what we were fighting for? Probably if they went back in time and saw how we are behaving right now, they said, to hell with it. Let the evil one take you off. But they didn't. And I thank God every single day that they did fight. And my hat always go off to the military. Great people. I'm going to go. And um, I want y'all to stay good because I'm good. And I know that y'all enjoy the snow and have a good time, right? Remember, I've got another podcast coming out later on this week. Watch out, because it's coming at you real fast. Love you all. Both.